0: So I'm trying to record this for the second time because I just needed to take a breather, take a moment, think about how I wanted to say everything. Um, I try to keep it light and friendly and beautiful on here and very feminine and empowering. But we've been going through some very, very difficult times in our nation. And there is really no escaping that. We have gone through some really ugly times in our nation. And me being your friendly residential white lady... I cannot understand the pain and frustration and suffering that people have gone through, that the black community has gone through. I can never put myself in their shoes. But definitely I needed time to process everything that was going on in our nation. Um, And that's not necessarily what this podcast episode today is going to be about, but I feel wrong just jumping into a podcast and being like hey guys what's up how's it going I'm so perky I'm so peppy when in fact my heart is very heavy at what is going on in this country the kind of hatred that we are seeing and it happens every single day and I don't want to sound naive it happens every single day but we see it more because social media makes it more visible and now we are Seeing the racists on TV or on our computer screens and identifying them and seeing the injustice and becoming aware of what's going on in our country. So it's been uh, a rough couple weeks. Um, there are people I love and care about, and I think about their safety all the time with a lot of the tension that's going on in our country and Black Lives Matter. And. Um, I stand with them 100% from the sidelines because like I said, you know, I, it's a very difficult topic. Like I want to stand with them and I want to shout from the rooftops and I want to grieve with them and my heart breaks with them and I don't necessarily want that to be what this entire episode is about because there's not enough time to even conceptualize what we can do and how we can help and that type of thing, but I did want to take a few minutes before we kind of dive into what we're going to dive into um, to just say I stand with them, so, and it's been very, very somber lately, and that's why I haven't necessarily been on My blog or YouTube, I've been trying to, you know, try to stay positive, but it's hard. It's hard to get into a podcast when you're living in history. Like, and some people would be like, well, us, it should be so easy for you to get behind a microphone and just make a show. We're living through history. You should speak on it. You should talk on it, blah, blah, blah. But that isn't my life experience, and I haven't experienced that level of hatred For my skin color. And so I'm very very hesitant. I don't necessarily know how to. Move about. Like I can be a great ally. But I don't necessarily feel. Like I'm the one to speak on these kinds of issues. So. That is kind of where my head has been. And like I said. This is my second time trying to record it. Because the first time I tried to record it. I just didn't know what to say. Or how to say anything at all. So. But I think that this is, I think you guys know what I'm saying, that I'm an ally and that I want to do everything I can to fight injustice. So I guess that kind of brought a little bit of relief when I had an off-topic conversation with a really good girlfriend of mine, because we're going to kind of switch gears, because this podcast has been about femininity and elegance and grace and class and how to empower yourself regardless of your gender, regardless of your, you know, what you identify with or the color of your skin or anything like that, at the end of the day, we want to be proud of ourselves. And it doesn't matter what the world thinks. Although, like I said, popular opinion is always going to carry some weight and some merit, of course. Um, and when I think about these rallies and when I think about these protests, a great it's a great example of like how do you conduct yourself with dignity and class and grace and still be passionate and have something to say and be eloquent and elegant and still get your point across that you are so passionate to fight injustice because that's really really big for me and a girlfriend of mine and I were chit-chatting back and forth and kind of trying to figure that out and the perception of femininity has to do a lot with a stereotype um, of liking pink and being very girly and that type of thing. but this is really for me where the four different types of femininity when you think of one of them being action and strength and and, and logic is another one like this is where you need to tap into that and be like my femininity is that i'm taking action or my femininity is that i'm having a logical mind and i'm using my strength that way because those are one of the four center points of femininity and there's also um, motherhood even if you're not a mom you have that motherly spirit um that's another one and um And that type of thing. So we are rooted in action. We are rooted in being a warrior. Being strong. Being beautiful and kind. Um, But strength and kindness don't always go hand in hand. Sometimes you have to be very honest. And tell people what you think. And call them out. And I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, Trying the best I can. To be, like I said, a lady. And to be classy. But sometimes you straight up have to tell a person. I'm blocking you. I can't have you in my life anymore. And that's okay. You know, we talk about boundary setting and we talk about the importance of knowing your worth and your value and your dignity and that if somebody is making you question that or if somebody's values don't align with yours and you've tried your best to make amends or to make it work, it's okay to cut off toxic friendships or not even toxic friendships, just friendships that stop you from your inner growth. So, you know, some of that's a little deep, but I want you to kind of contemplate that Um, and... Like I said, a girlfriend of mine, let's just call her Vicky, um, but a girlfriend of mine and I were talking about how we present on the outside, um, as women. Oftentimes there is a certain perception of what femininity is supposed to look like. Like I said, um, you're supposed to wear certain colors or, you know, fabrics or make you look quote unquote air quotes. (laughs) I never thought I would take myself seriously saying that, but, uh, air quotes, um, upper class, and that type of thing. Um, And there kind of is a push in the femininity channel realm going on right now. And I don't know if it's also going on with podcasts, but there is a kind of push for us to look a certain way, and not necessarily size-wise, I don't want to get into that conversation, but to look, uh, you know, almost bougie uh, or wealthy or that type of thing. And so my friend and I, who are more middle class, had a conversation where someone that we both really, really look up to, um, who runs a channel, um, kind of sometimes encourages women to dress up more than what I would consider appropriate for like a middle class area um And so we debated back and forth. What does it mean to be feminine? And do you have to be hyper, hyper feminine? Like, do you have to wear, you know, the skirts and the jackets and a Louis Vuitton bag? And do you have to look like you are stepping out of the Ritz in order to be feminine? And we both kind of came to this important point that femininity is really subjective to each person and how they carry themselves number one because character is huge and if you don't have character forget it you know what I'm saying like that is the number one thing you have to have inside of yourself is character and then there comes the boundaries and then you know the dignity and the boundaries can't go hand in hand because if you don't have dignity you won't have boundaries and if you don't have boundaries you'll get yourself in major trouble we know that we've seen that our aunties and uncles and the people that we love have gone through that before so We came to a conclusion that femininity for some women means accessorizing and dressing up and hair and makeup and nails and looking like they're going to walk off of a catwalk, you know. But for other women, femininity could be as simple as self-care, moisturizing their skin, doing their hair, making sure they get enough rest at night. And the clothing choices that you decide to pick um are indicative of your life station and you're not trying to present some narrative to the rest of the world you have to be comfortable in you no matter what whether you are you know somebody who works at a museum you know like my sister who volunteered at a museum when she was growing up um and she had to dress up and look great and be put together. Or if you are a woman working in construction or hard labor, it's like you can't necessarily follow all these unwritten rules and expectations about how your nails are supposed to look nice and you're supposed to wear makeup and, you know, that type of thing. If you're working in a hard manual labor type of situation, you have to be happy with what you choose to and how to present your femininity and there's no one right way if you're a woman in the military maybe braiding your hair up in like a bun or pull, putting it to the side or that type of thing and putting very very minimum i don't i don't know a whole lot about the military because i've never been in it but um you know maybe putting a minimum a small amount of makeup on or if you're a cop or a firefighter or you know whatever it is at your job a lawyer lawyers i suppose because my sister's a lawyer has to put a little bit more makeup on for whatever reason which is a whole nother interesting conversation but at the end of the day you have to decide what you're comfortable with because like i said both of us really really looked up to this person in particular continue to look up to this person in particular but her standard of femininity we we came to through conversation that her standard of femininity what she thinks femininity is and what she would preach femininity is and how you're supposed to dress and act and look and you know smile and behave and our own version of femininity which is directly linked to our own life experiences and opportunities and beliefs and that type of thing was different and at the end of the day that's okay which is a little mind-blowing because Like I said if you were to google femininity there's a very strict regimen of what is considered quote unquote feminine and I hope all this is making sense to you guys because like I said women are under enough pressure as it is and having to fall into a certain category I guess is what I'm trying to say the pressures of the outside world it's so so difficult and we're so hard on ourselves And we're so nasty towards ourselves. And we'll be so kind to our friend. But then we'll turn around and say the rudest things to ourselves. And very often when somebody else comes along and they seem like they're the expert on it. They're the expert on femininity and feminine empowerment and beauty and health. And follow me and this is the way and this is how you do it. Our own insecurities would lure us into that trap of, oh yeah, I'm going to trust her with my identity and who I am and how I You know, even though I really like a certain color, this person is an authority on what femininity is and they're telling me that that color is not trendy or they're telling me that that color doesn't match my skin tone or my undertones and I can't wear it, even though I love, let's say, violet, for example. And then this specific person might be like, well, yes, but you're a blonde and blah, 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 so you can't wear that. And I don't think anyone's trying to be bossy. But sometimes, like I said, when I guess what I'm trying to say... When you listen to bloggers and podcasters and YouTubers and creators in general, you listen to them like it's gospel truth or you listen to them instead of listening to your own inner intuition, which is something as women we have to work on building up our own intuition for whatever the situation is, but especially on how we choose to present to the outside world, we decide that we're going to listen to this person rather than our own intuition, which is saying, you know what though, Esther, you really like patterns. And I know she's saying that patterns aren't sophisticated, or I know she's saying you shouldn't wear this, you shouldn't wear that, or you should only wear, you know, black skirts in the fall. Or when you follow somebody else's intuition rather than your own, I think that's where it becomes a problem. We have to start discerning what makes us happy and, We have to start following that. And I know that that's a really weird kind of note to end on. But when I think about the conversation that I and my friend were having, we were having it because we were following someone who seemed like they were the authority on femininity and beauty and health. And, you know, I will teach you, you know, what it means essentially to be an upper class beautiful woman or elegant woman or that type of thing and at the end of the day and this is a hard lesson to learn but at the end of the day no one can teach you how to be you you are the person at the end of the day who gets to decide how you present to the rest of the world what matters to you it doesn't matter to you how you dress how you do your hair you are the only person who gets to decide those things and we are in a self-help society where it's shouting at us louder and louder and louder. No, read my book. No, follow my blog. No, do this podcast. No, do this and do this and do this. And this is what it means to be a woman. And at the end of the day, sometimes we have to just take a deep breath and be like, no, I know deep inside what it means to be a woman. I know deep inside what what my version of femininity means and my intuition and who I am as a person who I should be and sometimes our insecurities get the best of us and we let other people lead us to the slaughterhouse and we have to stop doing that even if it's not as serious as being literally led to a slaughterhouse a metaphorical slaughterhouse we screw up our own lives when we continuously listen to other people and it's great to listen to your friends and family and take it with a grain of salt but when you take it as gospel truth We start to lose ourselves. So I guess that in this convoluted weird story is what I want to leave you guys with. This idea that like we need to hold on to ourselves and believe in ourselves and not let other people try to tell us how we should present to the rest of the world. Because you're beautiful and funny and smart. You have wicked smart ideas. I know that you do. I don't know you personally, but I just know if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a smart woman and funny and kind and passionate and you want to get back to your community and you want to move with grace and with dignity. Or maybe, maybe those things are newer to you, but you want to start working on yourself to get there. We're all on this journey together. We really, really are. So... As we go forwards into this week, I hope that this made sense, but we need to be a little bit kinder to everybody else around us, but we also need to be kinder to ourselves and don't let anybody try to tell us how we're supposed to function or present to the rest of the world because only you get to decide what your femininity looks like. Okay? I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye!